Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Finger Guns with Tony, Dave, and James. I am your two-year anniversary co-host, Jimmy. Ooh, I forgot that was today. Yeah, <laughs> you can't forget. You can never forget. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Jimmy, and I'm joined as always with TB Tuberculosis Tony. Oh God! <laughs> what, the, feel, what are you, typhoid Mary? Yeah, what typhoid Mary. That's that's what I feel like today. Jesus. My my voice is an extra raspy just for you guys. I'm very happy you're sitting sound far like Randy away. St. James. Randy yeah. St. James. Randy. Randy St. James. Fantastic. That's hey. what I was going for. Tony. Randy St. James. Tony. Tony's into all male casts. Yeah, good one. Like Glengarry Glenn Ross. And <laughs> Dave, who likes to live moss, Baldwin. Oh, that's lovely. And welcome to our two-year anniversary show. Woo! Happy anniversary, boys. Um, I literally spent part of the day getting all of our stuff up on YouTube, and I was briefly listening to Scream, because we're five cream, uh, as it was our first episode two years ago, and, uh, and now we're on our 53rd episode, I think. Has it gotten better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that episode is something. Like, are we talking like quality wise or like the conversation wise? All of it wise. Okay, okay, okay. it's rough. It's it's, rough. it's fine. It's a uh, uh, first attempt. We've come a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're better for it. We're better people now. Are we? I don't know. We're worse people, but I think we're just now in the groove. Um, <laughs> we've anyway. made we've made peace with yeah who, with we, who are. we are exactly. Well, yeah, they're all up on YouTube now. If anyone feels like um, listening. Or likes that way of listening, it's there. You just put it on the background and never stop. And at one point, there might be some video to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a minor hint about what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to see how it could be done. And it was uh, relatively easy to do. So thank you, YouTube. Woo! Um, I appreciate it. It made, uh, it made my life very easy. I thought I was going to have to render a video for each episode. No, nah, I just put the uh, the link to our RSS feed and it made the videos for me. Nice. And I went, thanks, YouTube. You guys are great. <laughs> I get I get a little eye twitch every time I hear render because oh, my I'm film sorry. school days and yeah. rendering on Final Cut Pro. I did render one and it took like 15 minutes and I went, yeah, no, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I rendered on Premiere. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Premiere Pro. Yeah. That's Look fun. at you. I rendered on Avid as well. We learned mm. Avid after the fact. Like they mm. like literally taught us our entire curriculum on Final Cut, and then the final year, they're like, "We're gonna throw a curveball at you. Here's You're Avid. gonna have to edit everything on Avid." And I'm like, "Great, all my macros don't make sense now." Yeah, they yes. probably just wanted you to know how to use it. Wasn't yeah. it still the industry standard at that point? And now it's Final Cut. Uh, it was Final Cut for the first year of me in film school, and then it went to Avid immediately. But they couldn't get the right; they couldn't get the licensing to Avid until a couple years later. Okay, wow. it's, a proven, it's a proven fact that my film school was like literally like Sesame Street, basically. <laughs> I know Fincher likes cutting on on Final Cut. Fun fact about Parasite: Parasite was was cut on an outdated version of Final Cut Pro. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Was it outdated it sure or just pirated? It might have no, been pirated. No, it was outdated, probably pirated, but yeah. they didn't, they're didn't. they obviously not going to admit that in, yeah. in open form. That's why right? they called it outdated. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we so couldn't get any bon more updates. Jun, even at that time, Bong Joon-ho could say what he wants. The Bong Hive is not going to turn <laughs> no, on No, we him. don't care. No, <laughs> not we, at all. We, we care not. We got we to gotta, we gotta do what we can to make our films, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at... Um, oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. Sean... Durkin. 
No, not Durkin. Uh, you're talking about the Tangerine yeah, guy? Yeah, that's it. Um, Fuck, his name was on the tip of Sean Baker. Thank Baker. you. Baker. Um, yeah, like he shot, he wanted to get his film out. He shot everything on an iPhone and probably cut it on fucking uh, Final Cut. Probably. It was all or iPhone footage. Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably probably hide movie. it on iMovie. Yeah. yeah. Probably edited it on his phone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looked great. It so. looks fabulous. Like, that's yeah, something. You're using high end fucking HD equipment. Yeah. Like, and it's all like close ups. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? He did what he could and he made a good film out of it. Is he the one who did Red Rocket? Yes. Yes. Nice. I haven't seen Red Rocket in a long time. I just, I and the Florida this, Project. Now I listen yes. to Bye 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 and I'm just think about Rex's fucking dick flopping around. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. I need to watch Florida Project. It's still very good. I watched it somewhat recently, only a few years ago. Well, more recently, it was than very I did, good. I watched it theatrically when it came out. Yeah, I did that too. But then I watched it again, and I I still like it. It's a very good movie. Our parents saw it at TIFF. Oh, Defoe yeah. was there. Defoe yeah. was there. Bummer. Man. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. I'm bummed I don't know about why that. the fuck I'm in. We're watching. We slept what the on fuck it. Could we have possibly been watching that was better than that? No one knows. No one no knows. Idea. No one's going to know. But anyway, you want to get into uh, some more recent things and talk about some movies? Sure. Yeah, fuck me up, buddy. Let's get Let's into go. it. Let's get into it. It's finger guns. We're going to do some best, my worst, or just three fucking movies is going to be the case for me. And I'm just putting that out there right now at the start that I don't have a meh or worse, but I got three movies that I want to talk about. I was going to do Oops All Bangers, but I can... I can uh, yeah, still- Oops All Bangers works. I like this. Let's do Oops All Bangers. Tony, you got Oops All Bangers? Uh, no, I unfortunately do not. I have a lot of shit, but I oh. do have two movies that were somewhat good. But a lot of shit. All right. So like, we got two I, oops old bangers and Tony balancing us out with garbage. Yes. I, and I, I love it. But I can, I can throw I can, in a couple bangers. I can put one, I can put one down that it, I wasn't too too much of a fan. All right. That's fine. All right. Who wants to start? I guess I can. Yeah, go for it. Where are we starting? Um, so I watched this uh this very independent film um by some French Canadian director and it takes place in the desert and I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it or not it's coming out this weekend um so I don't know if you want me to talk about it or not but uh if you do happen to have some time this weekend you should probably watch it and I'm in proper IMAX because it looks great in proper IMAX and you'll find out more about it next week cool thanks Dave (laughs) that was fucking ominous that was that was a lot uh, hey, do you like that reel I sent you today with a guy who oh, made yeah. a musical about Dune without watching yeah. Dune? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I uh, also watched Dark Knight again, which was, you know, amazing. Obviously. Don't have much else to say about that one. But, you know, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the one I wanted to talk about uh, was Tenant, which is doing a one-week only oh, uh, IMAX 70mm yes. screening. Yes. Um, the closest one to us is in Vaughn, and I'm pretty sure there's only 10 in all of the world that are doing it right now. So if it's close to you, you should probably go. Absolutely. 
Uh, especially if you never got to see it the first time in uh, theater or in proper IMAX. Uh, I did. Uh, I got to watch it in the Cinesphere because, you know, right. I'm bougie. Yeah. But uh, sure. I was scared. Even though there were uh, substantially the more people there tonight, <laughs> last sure, night yeah. when I saw it than there were when I saw it in the Cinesphere. And we were all sitting together and we weren't wearing masks. And I wasn't furiously sanitizing my hands, even though I didn't move them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I just saw it here at Mountain. We saw it together. Yeah, that's right. 2020 we did. was a hell of a time. Boys. It was wild. August 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I was deep in it. Yeah. So yeah, was it, was. was it excellent where you didn't have to panic? It was, uh, I didn't have to panic. It was very good. Uh, very, very good. Uh, it looked great. It sounded great. It sounded like they had uh, tweaked the sound slightly because I could mm-hmm. actually hear some of the things people were saying. Yeah. And uh, I was telling you this before the uh, before the show. Yeah. Uh, Travis Scott's uh, track at the end didn't explode out of the, the speakers sure. and didn't shake the building like it did at the Sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all that to say, um, that independent desert movie I was talking about, there yes. was a there was a little clip from that at the beginning, which looked nice. cool, but I'd already seen it, so so it was it nothing, nothing to, to you, me. Whatever, Dave. <laughs> God, but, um, the humble brag tonight from this man. Anyways, the seventy millimeter like. It's not that old a print and it looked beat up. <laughs> like it definitely had some scratches was, on was it. Was Tenet shot on 70? Yeah. Tenet oh. was shot on 70. Nice. Yeah. And uh, it, it, the print was definitely beat up, but uh, still looked great. Still sounded great. I still liked it a lot. Um, some of the uh, temporal pincer movements kind mm. of annoyed me. And uh, at one point, Alyssa just had to get up and leave because she was like, I can't, I can't do all the back and forth right now. <laughs> I need a minute. Um, so some of that was a little annoying. Some of that yeah. I kind of got lost in where I was sure. just kind of like, okay, they're this way, but then they're this way, but right. then they're this way. Right. But then... Was it easier to understand the second time? It was my third time watching it, but yeah. uh, no, no, it was worse. No, it was worse. <laughs> it was worse. All, but what I did notice the most, and I post this on uh, Letterboxd, um, was just how well edited it is. Jennifer Lame did the editing and like it's just... The editing is incredible yeah. and the way it's edited to um, the choreography and the meet the score and just like how it like it's like beat 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 and it's doing different things sure. and it's very it's what Denis was talking about this past week where it was very visual. You're not listening to the dialogue because it's a bunch of doesn't bullshit. Matter. No, yeah. You're just looking matter. at the pure visuals. Yeah. And like them out on the catamarans fucking moving around is fucking cool as shit. Him running into um, the opera. Yeah. Is. Yeah. I was going to say like that. Like I listen. I listen to that opera score a lot. And that scene is just so perfectly executed. It's It's so good. good. Yeah. And I saw I saw it uh, before I saw Rise of Skywalker. I saw that scene. Yeah. You know, that really set the mood for the night. And the movie totally went down. Yeah. Yeah. that and then um, the dual uh, airport scenes. Yeah. Just the way that they're cut, the way that they're framed, the way that the score is moving in connection with the editing yeah. and the movement. And it's kinetic. It's very kinetic. And then how they're shooting like the backward stuff. Because it's yeah. not like some of his visual effects and then some of it's, some not. Of it's not. Yeah. Some of it's not. Some of it is just him like an asshole on the ground in reverse reverse, or like them doing the movements in reverse or slowing it down and it's just it's so cool and then you're watching because you're you're what you're like okay yeah i forgot that it's the two of them that that's what happens type thing and they reshoot this scene later but then 
you're remembering it and you're seeing how it like it's paying off and it's like almost the exact same yeah. framing, even yeah. though, you know, it's shot differently, but it still looks the same. Yeah. It's really cool. Really cool. So I was really enamored by the editing um, and the look and the pure visual. Yeah. In a visual sense on a 70 millimeter IMAX screen, proper 70 millimeter IMAX screen. Yeah. Incredible. But. Yeah. yeah, it definitely lost me <laughs> fucking back and forth and Absolutely. trying to figure out how the fuck some of this makes sense. Yeah. But I know he also said that it's not supposed to make sense. It doesn't sense. matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So, a lot of people got mad at it for not being able to understand, but it's like, just fucking don't. Don't understand it. Just, just let it go. It's a vibe movie. It is, it is most certainly a vibe movie. movie for sure. And like, it's where the plot just doesn't fucking matter, but the movie is still good anyway. It's visual storytelling at its best. Yes. It's his pure, it's his most ambitious film and his most like incoherent movie. Absolutely. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's as close as to a James Bond spy thriller. It's like, well, not yeah, kind of. You can see kinda. you can see his his homages yeah. to James Bond. Yeah. But it's not a James Bond. No, movie. it's not. There's the just the it's very blatantly homaged. It's yeah. probably his funniest movie, too. Yeah. Like there's so he's like, I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. <laughs> They're fighting. Yeah. And then like, if you want to be up what the the upper class, you know. Brooks Brothers is gonna cut. Yeah, it. well, they cool. sell they oh, sell it so much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking Pat Pattinson's amazing oh, in yeah. that. Pattinson's John David great. Washington's incredible. Yeah, the supporting cast, fucking Kenneth Branagh. Branagh's um, great with his Russian yeah, accent. Yeah, like he's so menacing. <laughs> like it's like what the fuck, man. But like yeah. cool. It's a cool movie. I really, I really, really. Who's the girl? Debicki. Debicki. She's really good. At yeah, it too. she's incredible. Yeah. And like. I say this as no offense at all, but there's there's the scene where she's in the back of the the car and she's like tied up yeah. and they like let lay late leave her yeah. and the car is just like veering into traffic type thing. And it's like she's trying to reach the wheel or the pedals. And it's like literally she's like the only person on earth who I would leave who, in the yeah. back like that. Yeah. She probably could pull it she off. She probably could. Yeah. She is tall. Yeah. Like John she David Washington like, of woman. Yeah. jumps in. And I'm like, what's this What's this little guy going to yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I help? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if she can't fucking reach the pedal, there's no way your ass yeah. is hitting you the pedal. take off her size 13 <laughs> heels and she'll be able to get there. It's fine. And before we finish, like... In Dark Knight, when he's when he's in the back of the police car and he has his yeah. head out like the dog, it's like who's driving the car? Bear. Like Heath Ledger's not a big enough guy to be going. Yeah, like this. yeah. Is he like? I, I always just imagined him like straddling, like bear hugging the car, but also his head's at the window. Yeah. But I'm like, how are your legs reaching those pedals? But you know who could do that? Who, you know who could reshoot that scene, and it would make sense. Is it Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> Put her in the Joker makeup. Make her shoot that scene, and it would make it sense. Would, it would make logical you, sense. You wouldn't sit there and be like, I don't know how that makes sense. You'd be like, no, Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes no, perfect sense. She can sense. do it. She can do it. <laughs> Excellent. A good choice. I'm Thank glad you. you got to see it in IMAX. I'm very glad. Twice. I, did. I didn't get to. I didn't get the the fucking IMAX yeah. frames, but I'll that's live. a bummer. I'll live. If the print was that beat to shit. Would you really want them anyway? Kind of. Well, maybe. Better than that fucking Matt Damon frame I have from Interstellar. <laughs> well, I have one too. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's a good looking one. It's not Matt Damon's face. Yeah, mine isn't <laughs> Matt Damon's face. I don't remember which one mine is though. Something in space. I think, I think so. Yeah, it's just like stars. It's black mainly. <laughs> Better, better than <laughs> Matt Damon being like, <laughs> like halfway through speaking. Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon. 
That's a dated we'll, joke. We'll get to Matt Damon soon. <laughs> leave leave him alone for now. Who's next? Um, I'll go. So I finished I finally, and it took me a uh, much longer than I thought it was going to. But I finally finished my Tarantino a thon. Um, and I want to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Vibe movies. Is that yeah. the th- is that the theme of the day? It could be. Um, and the reason I wanted to talk about it as well was um, I hadn't seen it since it came out in theaters, and I'm pretty sure I saw that in theater. You've um, le- you most certainly most did. certainly it's, did. It's Tarantino. You it's, definitely did. Yeah, I, I made the trip. Um, and I remember maybe I just uh, maybe I just didn't get it at the time, or I remember liking it but not loving it, and I think it's one of those things that. <sighs> is a challenge maybe with vibe movies. Now that we're talking about vibe movies of like on the first viewing, I think your brain is trying to work too much to understand the story that it can't shut up for a second and just like enjoy what's going on because like the story of this movie, you know it, you know, if you know anything about Hollywood history, you know it, or if you know anything about serial killers, you know it, or if you know anything about fucking anything, you know who Charles Manson is and you know vaguely what happened. You say that, but a lot of people didn't wild to me our boy avnish Mehta, he did not know and he refused to let me tell him what happened wild which kind of ruins the one scene because yeah. if you don't if you don't know what happens yeah it takes the entire tension out of that one it absolutely does. scene when they're in the restaurant it absolutely does it takes like the tension's gone if you yeah. have no idea what what's yeah coming yeah <laughs> I think it would even take away from what happens in 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 Rick Dalton's house. Like it takes it takes away the entire ending from you. Yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know, it just becomes, oh, this is what happens. No, it's so much more intense because you don't know what is going to happen. Yes. Because you know what's supposed to happen. Um, So all of that said, if you haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and you don't know what happened for realsies, I mean, read, read up first and do then a watch little it. Bit of, yeah, do a little bit of research. Understand what Charles Manson, who Charles Manson was and what he did uh, or what he orchestrated, I guess, technically. Yeah, he orchestrated. Um, so the first time, yeah, I think your brain is just working to try to process what's going on. I think it was one of the reasons why, yeah, Tenant, a lot of people don't like it, but it's like you haven't watched it more than once. You watch it again. Trust me, you know that the story is bullshit. You'll love it again. This one, I felt very much the same. It's not that the story's bullshit. It's just that the story is second fiddle to just... It's just a hangout movie. It's very much. It's the same as um, Jackie Brown, in a way. It's a hangout movie before it becomes a heist. I haven't seen Jackie Brown since the 90s. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very much just people hanging like it's it has nothing like this is just the fucking ca- the characters just go from scene to scene yeah. and they just like drift in and out they're right? just hanging yeah they're just having they're just going about their business going about their lives it's just the rick dalton you know being an actor and like you're you're dealing with the crossroads of hollywood history what's brad pitt's name fuck what is cliff it? booth cliff booth um yeah he's just two dudes that are best buddies living their lives and you follow them on their adventure and then there's just various other people playing supporting roles in this movie that are excellent kurt russell is excellent love kurt russell in this um al pacino's great (laughs) i i use what a picture what a picture way too many times it's great it's it's so good like and like the the little kid that leo sits down yeah and she's like this precocious like over the top way too old for her age actor 
And it's like, it's nuts. It's just, but this time I enjoyed it so much more. I love this fucking movie now. I want to watch it so many more times because there's just so much happening that you can just chill with. You can just hang and watch the nonsense. No, something stupider. Like Rex. Rex. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, tags, tags. That's it. Brad Pitt is just like firing on all cylinders. He's really good. Like it's Brad Pitt just being Brad Pitt, man. And it's so fucking awesome. Yeah, he smokes the PCP cigarette at the end. He's just like, yeah, fuck it. That was the fucking talk food. Yeah. He's just topless in that one scene. Yeah. Just Just for the sake of being done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's your name's really good in it, too? Margot Robbie. Yeah. Like, she doesn't say much, which I know was an argument that people had about it, but like, it just feels like it just feels right. Yeah, but it, yeah, because it's not. But her presence is like felt on the screen, right? It's, like not, the Sharon, whole it's not the Sharon yeah. Tate story. No. But you're also, again, going back to if you know what happened, yeah. you're feeling, you have all sorts of feelings. And every yeah. time you see her, you don't need her to speak because no. you have the feelings and exactly. you know how you're supposed to yeah. feel. And you know the tension yeah. like that you, just exists by her being by there. By her being there, yeah. her living her life. Yeah. There's so much tension there. And I feel like it's, if you don't know, it's totally yeah. missing. Yeah. I think it, it, I think it threads a very, very fine needle. And, and I think the other thing that people needed to understand too was in the same way as Inglorious Bastards was, this is very much just a fictional story. It, it just is. Like, yeah. sure, there's real people, much as there was in Inglorious Bastards. Like, you can't deny that Hitler was a person. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. Well, the, bear, <laughs> like, the bear Jew didn't take out Hitler the same way. It does right. glorious bastard. But imagine right. if he did. <laughs> but imagine if he did. And that's, <laughs> that's, what, and that's what he's doing. That's literally what he's doing. To imagine exactly. if he did. And it, this one was, imagine if this happened instead. Yeah, it was cool. a very hyper real movie. Yeah. And I know, but like, I remember it got a lot of flack for that. It was like, well, but that's not what actually happened. Like, it's revisionist history. And I was like, it's a fucking movie, man. It doesn't have to be true to life. Well, Bruce Lee's daughter was pissed off about it. Yeah, too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Again, I was kinda, I was it's gonna, a fucking movie, exactly. man. <laughs> but that's one of the best. That's one of the fucking best parts of like just Brad Pitt being an un, um, un, what's the word that I'm looking Unreliable for? Unreliable narrator. Unreli- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. And just telling the story from his point of view, it couldn't have happened that way. Who, do- who it knows? Most it certainly did not happen. It probably that didn't, way. Right? certainly didn't happen. But that way. because Tarantino didn't include the, the, the little family guy cutaway where like, this is what really happened. It's Brad Pitt getting the shit. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like that, just like the way, he, the way he tells him, the way the scene goes down, it's just so, it's so humorous. Like, and it's so great. Yeah. And I, even even and that guy is really good too. He's, he's very so good. he's so good at, do, at 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 being Bruce Lee as well. He's very good. And also uh, upon rewatch again, because I remember that and being like, oh, I guess upon rewatch, Bruce Lee doesn't do that badly in that fight. No, he, he does doesn't. get thrown into a car, but that's about he recovers immediately and he starts ass like yeah. So it's not that bad. Like no, it most certainly wasn't. I think it was just more of she she also yeah. didn't like how he was portrayed which but this interaction never happened because exactly. this movie's fiction so it doesn't fucking matter exactly. exactly and also cliff booth is cliff he's i think if he played him up more like him being an unreliable narrator perfect yeah. but it's subtle it's not yeah. blatantly yeah. obvious versus versus other films made in this era yeah. where it would have to, if somebody else made this movie it would be very obvious that Absolutely. you would point out that cliff booth 
is unreliable at yeah. best. Yeah. 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 And he's hazy and him smoking this PCP fucking yeah. laced weed at the end. That's just something he does. He does yeah. stupid shit and he yeah. remembers things differently than they actually went down. Did he kill his wife? Did he not? Who knows? Who fucking knows? Because he sure as shit doesn't, he doesn't remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> but also there was two things. Um, I was thinking about visually uh, one was still and like I'm glad it became a meme but Leah going like yeah, oh yeah I love, that. Like, I love that it's still great and it's great in bounty the movie law. bounty <laughs> law um, and then also when he goes and yells at uh, Manson's people which by the way Austin Butler hello um, still somehow always Elvis to me now um, <laughs> is it Maya, Maya Hawks one of them too Maya right Hawk she's the one who there, runs yeah. away yeah yeah and then the the girls the same one from you were mentioned already scream five uh yes and she goes out very similar yes she goes on scream five yes yes <laughs> yes she does uh and like lena dunham's in it for some reason like there's a whole bunch Dakota of Dakota fanning yeah margaret qualley yeah uh bruce stern bruce stern that scene's amazing um bruce stern's great kevin smith's kid harley quinn harley is in quinn, it. yeah uh and there was someone else who i just was looking up the other day and I was like, they're in it too. Timothy yeah. Oliphant is in it as well. Timothy yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant's um, there, yeah. It's a real who's Is it Luke Perry? Yeah, Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry's, Luke Perry's there, last yeah. role. Luke yeah. Perry's there. Yeah. Um, Buddy from Billions is in it. Uh, yes. Damian Lewis? As, uh, as, uh, oh, God. Steve, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, yeah. He's and, a very good Steve McQueen, actually. Yeah. And, um, oh, Damian what's Lewis. Fucking that was his stupid name. name. He's a piece of shit. Everybody hates him now. Oh, cool. Really narrows it down. Really? He's an yeah. alpha dog. Oh, Emil Hirsch? Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch, that's Emil right. Hirsch Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. As, uh, as uh, Roman Polanski. No, he's not no. Roman Polanski. No, he's, he's uh, not. You're he's right. like the hairstylist no, or the buddy. He's the other guy. He's the yeah. third in the thruple, isn't he? Yes. Yes, that's it. And then there's Roman Polanski. And then there's and then the guy who plays Roman Polanski, yeah. who doesn't really talk, but he, like... Is Roman Polanski very, very much Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski, and the guy who plays Manson too? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all of this to circle back to say, fuck that movie's good. It's very good, and I think it everyone deserves a second watch on it just to really vibe with it a little more. And it has great oh, and the other scene I was thinking of great foreshadowing, absolutely like with the grenade there, the the. Um, the flamethrower. The flamethrower yeah. just like being in the background. Yeah, it's like very one or excellent. Two scenes. It's very excellent. <laughs> I, the other thing was, gonna, yeah, when he goes outside to talk to Austin Butler and he's just in his robe with the fucking pitcher of margarita that he just made. It's excellent. I love Leo so much. <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> See it. That was the best. Your has been acting. I have his seen. his yeah. freak out in the trailer. Oh god, masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shake your piercings. <laughs> Fine. Man, now I just want to talk about what's what time in Hollywood. It's a good one. I'm sorry I didn't mean to derail everything. That's all right. Anyway, Tony. It's, right. it's a good movie. Uh best, right? Best. So I watched a all-time classic from Brian De Palma. It is, is it Scarface? The, no, it is no. not. <laughs> is it Mission Impossible? It is not. Is it Bonfire at the Vanities? It is not. It is the 1984 classic. Phantom of the Paradise? It is not Phantom of the Paradise. We're running out of bangers. We are running out of air before I cough again. (laughs) Is it Snake Eyes? It's not fucking Snake Eyes, David. It is the 1981 classic, uh, Blowout. Oh, Blowout. Featuring John Travolta. 
Johnny T. He's the star. He is the star featuring. And and a very young Dennis. Dennis. He Franz. plays Sipowitz. Dennis Franz. Sipowitz. Like Sipowitz. anyone would remember. We could get that. Anyone who listens you know to what? this podcast you know what? would my remember letter, my who letterbox, Sipowitz My letterbox is. review was, I love a good Sipowitz origin story. Jesus. Like how many people listening to this podcast is going to know who fucking Sipowitz is? You know I what? Don't Maybe Finlow knows who Sipowitz is. NYPD Blue. Oh my God. I don't know who <laughs> fucking Sipowitz is. I think it's Andy Sipowitz. You Jeez. know what, James? Get some fucking culture. Oh my Anyways, God. Blowout. NYPD Blue. <laughs> Blowout is a god damn masterpiece is it holy shit like there's a reason why they write textbooks on this movie oh. it it is it is definitely an ode to dario argento i've i've only seen one dario argento movie but i know his work and is it it's Suspiria? yeah oh. Suspiria and that stupid dark windows there's a reason why there's textbooks written on this movie sure like the editing is top-notch john travolta is next friggin level in this thing john lithgow like Aww. i know friend of the podcast josh josh frumo loves john lithgow he loves john as lithgow. soon as he popped up i was like holy shit john lithgow <laughs> um he plays a fucking madman for sure um i had forgot i knew how the movie ended mm. but even when it came i was on the edge of my seat from the editing to the music to Dang. the back and forth it is wild and it Dang. is an all-timer for sure um if you haven't seen this movie definitely seek it out it is on it is on criterion dave mm. i'm pretty sure you have the criterion i do i bought the blu-ray and they've announced the 4k like three months after I'm, I bought a, it. I'm definitely buying the 4k <laughs> on the next criterion <laughs> run of ours um Fucking fantastic movie. Amazing. But Nancy Allen. Na- Nancy Allen. Na- Nancy Allen was very good in it too. I also I wanted to make a I wanted to point out a few other people that were in it. Obviously, Dennis Franz, our uh, boy Andy Sipowitz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he plays a real grease bag too, man. Fuck. He's Andy Sipowitz. Of course he's fucking grease bag. Yeah. Does, he, does he know what to play anything else? Actually, you know what? We've named them all. John Travolta, does, does Matt, show Nancy Allen. Does he show his ass? No, he doesn't show his ass, then but he's he's walking around with a cigar in his mouth and like beer on his on his wife beater and uh yeah i said wife beater it's fine um is it it's it's not fine but i just don't know what else to call it uh, <laughs> a tank top a tank top yeah, yeah. sure um an Nancy, undershirt undershirt of some sort uh yeah. a cut off white t-shirt did, yeah. did i tell you last time i wore a, a tank top when he was just like oh you're wearing a tank daddy you're wearing a tank top just like john mcclane and i was like this is this is why you're this my is the son. best moment of your this life. This is one of the top 10 moments of my life. <laughs> but even like this movie is so perfectedly sound edited because you know what the movie's about, right? It's about, it a not sound, about a sound editor. It's about a sound editor who who's out. He's literally the fucking scene. Dave. He's literally out minding his own business, just getting some sounds of the yeah the the park getting some birds chirping the water some b-roll some b-roll sound just some some atmospheric and then all of a sudden you hear you hear a frigging gunshot a car a car backfire and then the cars goes into the river wow and he literally and then all of a sudden he filmed it too at the same time because like he literally goes like frame by frame yeah to see like that like car backfire wasn't actually a car backfire and it's just like this like political like conspiracy Oh, it was like the Zapruder film. What do you mean, yeah. Zapruder film? Do you not know who I'm talking about? Zapruder, no, it's like JFK. Yes, yeah. yes. 
a real grainy shot on a potato film. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically. It's like this movie too, is it not? Is it not? Um, it, it I've never, be. I've never seen, I've never seen that movie, so I can't compare it. Okay. I can't compare it. it. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave is trying to point out, uh, blow up, blow up. Um, yes, yeah, by Michelangelo Antonini, which yes. is, Antonini. is definitely an influence, is definitely an influence of De Palma. So, and, and while we're on influences of De Palma, it's very Hitchcock. It's, it's Hitchcockian. It's Hitchcockian. Like it, it is so good guys. I cannot Amazing. go on and how good this movie is. And okay. you want to know why I know it's good? Because Melissa was on the edge of her seat the entire time. Huh. That's high praise. And that's high praise right. because like when she's watching 80s movies, they are few and far far between. And if they're not, if the 80s movie is not a cheesy horror movie, she is not into it. Dang. Yeah. I love that though. Yeah. That really makes me want to watch it. Definitely. And John Travolta is excellent. Aces. Excellent. All right. All right. All yeah. right. Fine. He usually is. He just makes shitty decisions. Well, yeah, he makes shitty decisions and I don't really know what the hell he's doing now, but you know. Well, he had Gotti. Yeah, I was going to say, can we have like a, uh, can we have a bad John Travolta <laughs> podcast episode where we just watch really bad Travolta movies? I don't want to watch Battlefield Earth, James. Oh, but we got to watch Gotti too, though. I will, I'll be down for what's Gotti. That, what's that speed, that like speedboat one that he has? Oh, Speed Kills. Speed Kills. That's the one. That's the one we got to watch. There you go. There's three. Boom. There's three right there. That's a whole, that's a retrospective. Can't I just watch American Crime Story again? No. No. He's so he's so good in that movie or that show. Yeah, I don't so care good. how good he is there. We want him at his worst. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> Dave, to you, sir. Yeah. Remember that time you tried to get a picture with him, but he wouldn't go to you, but I called him Mr. Travolta and he came right over. That story lives rent-free in my head. <laughs> and he had his own lighting guy. Yeah. I tell that story all the time about how my cousin fucking said Mr. Travolta in his, his most kiss-assy way and he got a photo with John Travolta. Right right over to me. Right yeah. over. Beelined. Beelined for the respect. That's amazing. What do you got for us? So you mentioned uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I did time, last uh, time we yes. spoke, and uh, sure enough, I went home and watched Beverly <laughs> oh, Hills Cop. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I sure did as well. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> which, which fucking a that movie's awesome, right? But a high man, low best is Beverly Hills Cop Two, directed by Tony Scott, which I watched yeah. the next day. <laughs> I meant to watch that this week. I did. I ran out of time because I was trying to schedule some other things in, but um, meh. Yeah, it's not, it's like a high man. Like it's All not right. a bad movie. It's just kind of like it's much more of an action thriller. Mm. And at least at that time, Eddie Murphy is not an action thriller guy. Yeah, no. So he's ha- you could see he's having trouble kind of rectifying like he's not being like i'm the guy with the banana the tail fight. Yeah, yeah, there's none of, there's none yeah. of that. It's yeah. I also watched this right immediately after. Nice. So I'm not going to lie. Tony had a coughing fit that, we, that I hope James cut out. <laughs> so I lost my train of thought. But all of that to say, it, it's not as charming and it's not as funny. Yeah. Like it has some funny bits. It's not banana in the tailpipe. It's not banana it's in the tailpipe. It's It's a anything. lot more serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it's about? No. Okay. So Bogomil, the, the chief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is he the chief? No, or he's, he's the, the captain. He's captain. the captain. Yeah. He's the captain. He's on... Um, he's investigating some sort of like gun running thing and it's uh a, it's a heist thing isn't it it's like a gun running money money laundering all sorts yeah. of he's investigating it at sure. the beginning of the movie and the first the first thing is this really awesome fucking uh heist jewelry heist and then it cuts to him and he's investigating and uh he gets shot wow and left for dead oh wow 
And so Eddie Murphy comes back specifically because in the interim, was, they've yeah. been hanging out, going on fishing trips sure. and shit. Um, so he comes back to like investigate because he's like, well, I can't have this type thing. He's and my he, boy. He's yeah. my boy. And he meets, he meets up with fucking, um, what are their names? Uh, Rosewood, Rosewood and Taggart. Yeah, Taggart Rosewood, Rosewood and Taggart. Yeah. And they're going through some political bullshit, which is not really relevant at all and kind of gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all... Take it, take it completely out. You wouldn't miss it. Yeah. Cool. But they're all investigating uh, who shot him. And um, they come across like Bridget Nielsen, who Tony had mentioned before. Yeah. And Dean Stockwell shows up. Sure. And fucking our boy Jurgen yes. is, is yes. like the big bad, but he doesn't really have an effect on the movie right but it's just it's a lot more serious because it's a lot more like they're investigating like their buddy getting shot sure. left for dead i wouldn't even thing. say that jürgen's the big bad like i feel like bridget um well jürgen's supposed to be the he's big supposed bad, to be the big bridget bad but is she over she over overshadows the entire fucking thing man oh, like yeah. if anything like i would put her as the big bad right and that one bit where they're at the the gun range, which is the weirdest fucking gun range I've ever seen. Oh yeah, when they're like shooting blanks at the screen, at the screen, yeah. and he's like checking her out. Uh, yeah, uh, and she's like, "I bet you're trying to flirt with me." And he's something like, "Along, is this how you flirt?" And he's like, "No, I'm just looking for a job to shave your legs." Type thing. Like, yeah, he's Fuck. like, he's basically like sizing her up <laughs> as she's shooting it. But it, yeah, it's it's very much Tony Scott movie. Oh, okay. yeah. very like. Yeah. The editing is a lot quicker. Uh, it's a lot more, a lot more action, action oriented. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot more a, action set pieces. A lot more action mm. set pieces. A lot less jokey. Yeah, like banana in the tailpipe. Right. Hilarity. Like there's, still, yeah. there's still like a couple of those scenes, and like there's still like Eddie Murphy doing his Axel Foley. Can I just stop and just say Axel Foley is such a fucking awesome oh, name yeah. for a oh, character. It's, it's for the sure. max power of the list. <laughs> such a fucking awesome yeah, name. Definitely. Like there's. And like, there's a bit where they like go to the Playboy Mansion and have to there. Of course, it's, it's a strange '80s artifact. Can yeah. we can we also point out before they go into the big shootout? They're like, you know, before any like '80s shootout, you obviously open the trunk. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. load yourself yeah, load up. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Judd, uh, what's his name? Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Yeah. Literally goes in. He's like, oh, I've always wanted to wear this. Brings out a fucking <laughs> trench coat. Throws on a trench coat and then fucking dual wheels, two <laughs> shotguns, buddy. Jesus, you're Judge Reinhold, but there's no, there's no way that you're shooting yeah, that without yeah, the recoil, yeah. like annihilating yeah. you. Yeah. And I mentioned Cobra last time. Yeah, and they have like a poster for Cobra in one of the scenes. Jesus, yeah, he has a Billy. Billy has it in his apartment. Yeah. And it's a strange kind of amalgamation of a couple of different ideas, but you can see that. Eddie Murphy's out of his element. Oh, okay. He's not quite like he's still Eddie Murphy, but it's not the movie he's in is not the one for Eddie Murphy. It's not the one for Eddie Murphy. Got but on. it also screams of a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Right. But as like an early display of who Tony Scott is, it's still pretty it's that stuff is solid. Yeah, yeah. Take it's, the, a, it's a, a good it's a good yeah. Tony Scott movie. Yeah, take it's the, the Bever- so, yeah, it's a so so Beverly Hills Murphy, Cop movie. Yeah, yeah. And so so Eddie Murphy movie. But a very good Tony Scott but a movie. Very good a, a very good Tony Scott movie. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. I still worth, want to watch it's, it. it. No, it's still worth watching. I haven't watched the third one yet. I don't yeah. think it's worth watching. I don't think <laughs> but, it's worth watching. Yeah. But I do need to watch it because, yeah. you know, I need to. You get, need the collection. I need the collection on Letterboxd because yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. We need, we need the completionist. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited and very intrigued to hear how you feel about Beverly Hills Cop. You shall hear it next week. 
and the soundtrack's pretty bomb too. Excellent. I love this already. Um, I'm going to bookend my, well, my three movies that don't really fit into any categories except bangers. Um, I rewatched Dune again in preparation. Ooh. In preparation. Ooh. For my date with Shai Hulud. Um, this is now the fifth time I've watched Dune part one. Five times? I've never, I've only seen it twice and I recently watched it as well and I didn't include that in my bangers. Five times. Wow. I um, really do love Shai Hulud. I really do. <laughs> I honestly, now I'm not even quite sure how it started. I know why the last two happened and the, the fourth time was because I just finished listening to the audiobook of, I guess, the first parts before Dune gets weird. Um, Who read it? I uh, I don't remember. Someone British. Um, so. No one that I recognize the name of, but a very good, like the audiobook was very, very good and very well read. Um, and it kept me entertained the entire time, which I know it's like um, friend of the Dance. podcast, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Cameron West uh, read it and hated his entire life while reading it. Um, and I listened to it and I had a great time. So I think it's just depends on how it's delivered to you. Maybe um, this fifth rewatch was literally just because uh, part two is coming next weekend. I just wanted it fresh in my mind. And also my girlfriend wanted it fresh in her mind uh, this weekend. Yeah. This coming weekend. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I fucking love this movie in so many different ways. It is. I remember the first time and I actually read my letterbox review from the first time I watched it. And I was like, I don't know. It was uh, it's tough, you know, with a part one and like, I'm not sure how they're going to land it with part two. But every time I've watched it since, I just love it. And to your point, because I know you watched it and I also read your review, more recent review of it. Um, I completely agree with you. It is the beginning is a little bit dense, but fuck, man, the moment they hit Arrakis, it just takes off like yeah. it is like non fucking stop all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, And having the book in my mind, too, it was I was actually once again kind of re-surprised about how much actually they cover in part one so i'm i'm curious to see what what's in store for part two like i have a vague idea of what's coming but i was like oh fuck you you put this in part one well okay sure um and just like some of the choices and differences they made with the book and what they've cut out so i'm i'm intrigued to see if maybe they haven't cut it out if they've put it into part two because it doesn't really make any sense in part one it just kind of is um so we'll see I'm looking forward to this conversation because I have a lot of thoughts. Good, good. But anyway, Dune Part 1, it's still fucks. It's so good. It's really well done. Oscar Isaac is incredible. Um, Becca Ferguson's great. Timothee is Timothee. Um, he's, he's doing his thing. I appreciate it. Dave Bautista's great in his little limited role. Stellan is menacing. Menacing. And also Dustin, uh, is it Dustin Dusmalkian? Dustin. No, no. Not David. David Dusmalkian. I love him. It was just nice yeah, to see him. I, I do too. I noticed though that like between him and I can't remember the other guy's name right now. Um, they're both the same type. I, I know exactly. I was literally about to mention him. Stephen McK- McKinley. Is that his name? McKinley? Uh, you could be right. Stephen. I think he Stephen McKinley Henderson. Yes. There you go. Two fear. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Thufir are the same type of thing, and I'm not going to say too much about it because, again, I'm not. I don't want to venture accidentally into spoiler territory. 
uh, just because I've read the book. Um, but it's interesting to me that they're like the same type of person that's unexplained, um, but played very differently. Uh, and David Desmalkian goes out like a bitch. <laughs> And Zufir does not. Um, I'm just going to spoil this for you. Just, just you know, he got cut out of the second one. Zufir? Mm. Why? He got cut. He's Man, not there. Man, he plays such a pivotal role. Letterbox might mm. tell you he's in it, because Letterbox told me I watched two of his movies this year. He's not in it. Oh. And neither is Tim Blake Nelson. They, who is Tim Blake Nelson? Uh, they never said. Oh, he was just supposed to be he in was, it? Was he it? got cast and he got cut. Oh, dang. Thufi, that's a weird one to cut out yeah, because gone. that's a you'll have to tell me what you you'll have to tell yeah. me or explain yeah. it a little better but i'm just i don't really think it's a spoiler at all he's not in it yeah yeah not a big spoiler um for me but i'm curious to see what happens but anyway doom part one go see it again before you go see doom part two because uh it's worth it it's still good you didn't mention him, but Momoa's really good in it, oh, too. Oh, yeah, Momoa's really good in He's this really, movie. really good in it. Like, in such a limited supporting role. Like, Duncan Idaho. Cool. <laughs> cool, Herbert. Excellent I'm glad name. that's the name you went with. But <laughs> Excellent name. But he's very, very good in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Um, the Reverend Mother Helen Mahayam is also very good. Uh, Charlotte Rampling? Yeah. 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 She's good. In it. She's very good in it too. It's it's good. It's well cast. It's it's well acted. It's well. It's beautifully shot. Mm. Um, and uh, you're yeah. in for you're in for a treat. Jordan and the United Arab Emirates never looked better. <laughs> it's, you're, it's so dusty. You're in for a treat. But also, I'm very excited because I need more Shai Halud in my life. Let the spice flow. Let it flow. Tony. Uh, second movie is a high meh. Uh, it is. Um, a football comedy with our um, Lord and Savior Keanu Reeves. It is the replacements. Huh. Little fun anecdote about the replacements. Um, friend of the podcast Matt Layden gave me a free copy of the replacements on DVD, and I watched said DVD because, as I told David, I watch every one of my movies whether it is dvd 4k <laughs> or blu-ray i watch them all um i was watching it late at is night it's on, on laser do you have laser discs though? i do not have laser discs i know i'd have to um i was watching it late at night and i'm about an hour into the movie and then all of a sudden it goes straight to credits and i'm like what the fuck it had it literally just skips. I literally watched. I watched the thing just skip, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" For so for ten minutes, I tried to keep going, and it just kept skipping and mm. stuff. And I'm just like, "Did Matt Layden give me a faulty fucking DVD? That <laughs> son of a yeah. bitch!" And uh, I popped into my 4K player, and uh, it played. So it just turns out that my Blu-ray is just a piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> But let me tell you guys, have you ever watched a DVD on a 4K player on a 4K TV? Yes. Yeah. It looks like ass. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. it depends. I think the one I watched was okay. <laughs> no, this looked like ass. <laughs> yeah. The movie is fan-fucking-tastic. Like, honestly, it's shit. I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it is harmless 
good fun. Melissa always says that she does not like sports movies. She thinks sports movies are all the same. Sure. But buddy, let me tell you who was laughing the hardest during that watch. Gene huh. Hackman, man. Gene Hackman, a very unhinged John Favreau. Receifens? Like, yeah. Orlando Jones is in it. Remember Orlando Jones? Remember when Orlando Can't Jones? Forget Orlando Jones. <laughs> I remember the trailer vividly because it's like the goalie from Youngbloods, the fat friend from Rudy. <laughs> like it is such a it is such a good movie. It is good, harmless fun. Um, it'll make you laugh. It's got a little bit of a heart too. It's your classic underdog story. Um, Howard Deutsch wrote directed it. Yeah, it's a great film. Obviously, I am sick. It is one of my go-to comfort movies. Like oh, when I'm sick, like yeah. I love watching the replacements. Well, and another phase on, fight, phase on love, very Keith unhinged. David? Very unhinged too. Uh, also, want to point out um, Troy Winbush. My mom took me to the theater to see Nutty Professor Two: The Clumps. <laughs> first of all, first of all, that's a problem. I was really, I really wanted to see it. Sure, you but did. the projector broke. Oh, so I was very upset. Yeah, and the nice lady at the ticket booth offered us three movies to see instead. I can't remember what the the first one was, but the other one was The Replacements or Hollow Man. Yes, the Kevin Bacon Invisible Man horror movie. Yeah, why did you see Hollow Man? Didn't you see Hollow Man? I was gonna say to this day, I still do not forgive past Tony. For subjecting his mother to Hollow Man. <laughs> because in the film's scariest part, I was like, hey, mom, I've seen this in the trailer. It looks really fucking it, It's really fucking scary. I'm going to bail. And I bailed before the scariest fucking part. And I came back after it was over. And, she, and mom was like, next time I'm picking the movie. <laughs> it's Kevin Bacon. Your poor mom. My poor mom. She was, she was such Bacon, a. Kevin Bacon, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. It's Paul yeah. Barrow oh, even. Um, Josh Brolin. Josh nice. Brolin. I really want to watch that movie again. We're going to watch Hollow Man now. Guess what I have on DVD from uh, our good friend Matt Later. <laughs> Is it Hollow it's Man? It's fucking Hollow Man, guys. <laughs> Amazing. Anyways, The Replacements. Definitely, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. All right. You went back and saw the replacements in theaters, though, didn't you? No, I waited until TMN. Oh, I thought you saw it in the no, theater No, I afterwards. never saw it in the theaters, no. No, no, no. I regret I was, not seeing it. I was about to say, like, when you were saying, I was like, I thought you saw Hollow Man that time. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I definitely saw Hollow Man that time. Mom still has not mom's, forgiven me mom's for it. Mom's a good sport. She is a, yeah, she is no a good kidding. sport. She took me She took me to some pretty fucking wild movies. <laughs> She's no a good kidding. sport. Yeah. Remember when we took her to see Deadpool? Yep, yep. <laughs> Remember when I took her to see Clerks 2? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And Anchorman. Well, that would have been okay. That would have been fine, I think. I saw Road to Perdition with her. Yep. Oh, good. That's a good one. And Seabiscuit. Yeah. I took I took my dad to see Grindhouse. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I took we took your mom to go see the sessions. That yes. one was uh yeah. she has not forgiven us for that yeah, one. Yeah, that that one was a that one was a journey. Great film though. Great, great film. Oh, sure. It, excellent it, film it is an excellent film your mom just needs to stop being so prudish well my mother was my mother was raised as a closeted catholic closeted james well her catholicism is out loud i meant just her her open-mindedness is closeted dave hit us with your worst and or last uh so this one might be a little controversial um but uh 
I don't think you guys saw it yet, so it doesn't matter to you. But other people might might be listening, and they might feel differently. But the worst one I watched recently is the uh, the remake of Mean Girls. Oh god, which just came out on VOD. Uh, it's a musical. Um, it's a stealth musical. <laughs> uh, yeah, which yeah. Uh, people didn't know about, but in the opening like ten seconds, you find out. Much like much Wonka. Like Wonka. <laughs> and the, and Wonka. that's not even, the, yeah, this is the opening. It's a musical. It's very much a musical. It's very much the exact same thing. And I really like some of the transitions that they do. Sure. But then there's other parts where they're kind of doing like weird things with the framing and it's odd. And then there's just other things that just don't work. Huh. Because it's just like, it's literally almost a shot for shot remake of mean girls. Yeah. With sudden bouts of music. Yeah. Yeah. And like, not everyone's a good singer. And I heard they talk about like a lot of the, the jokes too. They've, they've adjusted a lot of the jokes. That's Renee rap. She's very good as uh, Regina George. She's very, very good. And, um, I'm trying to, the, the lead is not as good as she is. So, but Renee rap also played, regina george on broadway right. so of course she's gonna be good in it yeah but yeah that role is home for her yeah and like spoilers Lindsay lohan shows up oh well, <laughs> of course um but yes Andrew at the premiere obviously she shows up Andrew or Andre rice is the lead she's Andrei. not yeah she's not she's she's fine it's just it's not it's just not the greatest and the ones who I did really like, um, just one name, Avantika, who plays Karen. She was she's very very good, and she probably has the best song in the entire movie. And then BB Wood plays Gretchen Wieners, and she's very good as well. Mm. Um, and then the two, um, I don't know how to say her name, so I'm not going to try. She plays Moana. Uh, Cra- oh, she's in it. Craval Cravalho. Yeah. She plays Janice. Nice. Uh, and she's. She's good. And they kind of, they changed her character a lot. Mm. And then Jaquel Spavey, uh, I'm going to try, I feel better saying his name. Uh, he plays Damien and he's mm. very, very good as well. But it's like, they all fit the characters. It's just like, there's no like light. It feels very lifeless, very weight, mm. very like, like I don't put mean girls on the pedestal. Yeah. But, I feel like there's more zing to it and there's more like there's more to it. It's a beefier right. movie. And then yeah. this one, which is almost shot for shot, just with a couple of musical numbers, it just kind of like halfway through, I was just kind of over it. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't it's, really want to. It's the lean this. ground beef of Mean Girls. Yeah. Like it's, it's fine. I just, I don't think it, I don't think it'll be as iconic mm. a movie. Yeah. And then again, Mean Girls came out when I was in high school. Right. Which ages me terribly. But yeah, like, but I, I don't know yeah. if I feel differently because of that or just because it's been 20 years and it feels yeah. it's much more of an iconic movie. But I also feel like it was more iconic right away versus this one that's just kind of like it's there. Yeah. And just because they had a couple of TikTok jokes and some uh, some more social media nonsense, like I don't really doesn't feel like do it, enough to... it does enough. And they also soften some. There's some yeah. of it got softened. Yeah. Like I remember there's bits of mean girls that are fucking mean. Yeah. And this one it's a lot softer. Yeah. So, yeah. but it didn't do it didn't do much for me. Like they're mm-hmm. char- like they're good enough, 
and some of the, and some of the changes are fun, but overall, mm. wet uh, fart. All right, it's kind of what I thought. It's it's low on my list of maybe watching at some point someday, but nothing, nothing, nothing pressing. Let's say, have you seen it down or no? No, I haven't yet. Right. Friend of the podcast, Justin Waldman, saw it three times in theater, so I think he feels differently than I do, and I'm sorry, and Justin. He's entitled to his opinion. But your opinion on this one kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't stop him from having a wrong opinion. He has, he has some questionable opinions. Yeah. yeah, Questionable at best. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Justin, but questionable at best. Make better choices. <laughs> uh, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to wrap up my three movies that I've been talking about just because, again, like I, I just finished my Tarantino thon. So that also meant that I watched Hateful Eight. Um, and how was that? excellent still i don't remember liking it i don't either i i think i remember enjoying the experience of it because we got to see the the road show edition uh or i saw the road show edition. we did too we saw yeah. it we saw a screening of it i had to tell the guy but the guy right. beside me was on his phone and i was like you a doctor no okay then get off your phone nice <laughs> yeah i saw the varsity for my birthday uh for the road show presentation nice. it was i i remember really enjoying the experience and the overture and everything else and then probably thinking that the movie was very, very long and it was extra long because of the roadshowness of it. Um, but upon rewatch, there's a lot going on. Um, and for, you know, a one room, let's call it a one room stage play, essentially. That is what it's it basically what it is, right? There's a few moments that happen outside, but otherwise it's all taking place in this one fucking room. Like Sam Jackson getting his dick sucked by the guy. Yeah. That's, Excellent. That's, that's, that, that was strange. It's, what, it's fucking weird. Who, whose haberdashery was it again? Minnie's. Minnie's haberdashery. Minnie's haberdashery. Um, and Tim Roth doing his most pip pip cheerio British accent for most Tim, of the movie. Tim Roth is like absolutely like amazing in the movie. Yeah, I remember Jennifer Jason Lee is very, very good She's in that movie. Excellent. She plays that part so, so well. She is like, you fucking hate her from frame one. Um, and then you realize they're all just fucking assholes. Um, and there's nobody redeemably likable in this movie <laughs> whatsoever, except maybe, uh, uh, the, the stagecoach driver. I feel bad for him. Um, Goggins is in it too, isn't he? Hmm? Walton Goggins? Walton Goggins is in it, Kurt yeah. Russell's in it. Kurt Channing Russell's Tatum's in it. In it. I was going to say Channing, Channing Tatum's Tatum in it. Comes out of nowhere and that's still whack. But you're very much like, oh, look, it's Channing Tatum. <laughs> you're not like, this guy belongs to this movie. It's like, oh, this is just weirdly Channing Tatum in the in a Western. Um, it's fine. That bit is fine. Um, but I enjoyed a lot of it. And like, I, it's also gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember it being gross. With the coffee scene is fucking gross. Like that just continually goes and probably goes on for a little bit too long. Um I think it probably could be tighter. I think I just it, remember it being a very much like Tarantino, not not being like like Sally Menke, like yeah, reined him in. And yeah. this was like the movie where you can truly feel her yeah. her being her, missing. her loss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, her true loss was felt on that one. Um, because yeah, it's all over the fucking map. Um. And it just like it just takes forever to get where it wants. And there's also that fucking there's a stupid bit in it where Tarantino takes over the narration of the movie, but in a scene way of like it's like reading off the script. And it's like what? 
Like, what the fuck is happening? It's literally just like explain something that happened, but it's just Tarantino, like basically reading directly off the script in the stage notes. And I'm like, I don't, why is this in here? Like, I don't, I don't understand. This is, a, I'm watching it happen. Why are you explaining it to me? I've just never wanted to return to it. Yeah. That's fair. I've just never want, and I mean, I'm intrigued by the extended Netflix one that's yep. that's like cut up yeah. into four different parts. Yeah. Which makes it seem like it's probably a lot more watchable. Maybe. I don't but know. It, I've but you're telling that, me it's but... good. So I, I still like it, but there's just it's not it's not his strongest. It's certainly it's his most uh bloated. Um it's just well acted and the, the writing is still tight and the dialogue's great because Tarantino knows how to write a movie still. And like he can still direct a movie. So it still looks good. Um, and he picks really good actors. So it's well acted. It's just when you look at all, all the other buddies, James. Yeah. But when you look at all the other moving parts, you're just like, eh, he could do, there's things that could be done to this movie to make it great. And it's just not there. And I'm wondering, I, I, I haven't talked to anyone or seen the extended Netflix one that's in split parts. So I would very much like to know what that's all about as well. And maybe, yeah, for, is this a weird movie where if you make it longer, it gets better and cut it up or does it just really just need to be condensed slightly? I'm not sure. It's fair. No, those are fair questions, but yeah, to my, what I was saying earlier, it's, like I know Menke wasn't on Django either, correct? But like, I feel like Jang and Django feels kind of slapdashy too. But this one definitely doesn't feel right. No, he pulled it together for Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah, he definitely pulls it together because that one is very much the same kind of yeah. slapdashy style, but it's much cleaner. Yes, and more concise. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this one is like his most loose film. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, hateful eight. Tell me much. Um. So for my last big, big shout outs to all the shitty movies that I've seen lately. Nice. Uh, uh the new prime comedy upgrade upgraded with uh, Camila Mendes. Yep, that's a bag of shit. I wanted um, to see that. Players with Gina Rodriguez, also a that. bag of shit. <laughs> uh, freelance with John Cena. What the fuck was that? I was just okay. Uh, I Spy with Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson. Oh, God. All right. But yeah. the piece of shit that I want to talk about today. Piece is, of shit, the resistance? Yes, it is. Fantastic Beasts, the crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, Tony. Yes, please talk to me. That's the second one, right? That's the second one. Yeah. Guys, what the fuck was that movie? What a mess. That movie was a complete mess. I think I looked over at Melissa and I was just like, do you even know what the hell's happening right now? She's like, no fucking idea. Yeah. Uh, I will tip my cap, though to uh mr johnny depp Mm. johnny depp tries his best and i think he's the only one trying because Mm -hmm. what the fuck is eddie redmayne doing uh eddie redmayne's being eddie redmayne right dan dan fogelman yeah can he can he just get the fuck off the screen like he does the (laughs) same fucking stupid dumbass shtick in every goddamn movie it was kind of charming in the first one but in this one i literally just want him to drown yeah like i want to drown him in a tub and just 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 stop yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. jesus tony yeah 
And that's really all I got to say about Crimes of Grindelwald because there's nothing really to say. That movie's a fucking mess, man. And like, we're we're trying to go through the the wizard Harry Potter and the Wizarding Worlds. Melissa just finished her sure. seventh or eighth binge of Harry Potter, so we queued up Fantastic Beasts there's to, sure. to close to it up. Watch. I know, I know. Um, so like, at least with the first one, it's kind of like you know Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah, it's a nice story. That that exists in the Harry Potter sure. world, but you know it's it's very much different. With this one, they're bringing up all the goddamn nostalgia and um, all the key, all the they're trying to tie it to Harry Potter and the whole like um, uh, spoiler with Dumbledore and that whole side plot. It comes out of fucking nowhere. I'm sorry, spoiler alert. You know what? The movie's what like seven eight years old don't watch it i just spoiled it for you you can move on with your lives um it just came out of nowhere yeah. and it was like and it was like a bond they literally was just like the mic drop and i'm like really really pick the mic back up because like that's the best you got yeah he's a fucking dumbledore really yeah come on oh, i want to say weasley little it's the flash right well yeah it's yeah. ezra miller it's ezra. <sighs> yeah you want to you want to know something tony uh secrets of dumbledore yeah also dog shit well they added fucking 20 minutes you know you know how to make a movie you know how to make a franchise better put 20 minutes more yeah. into it yeah. I, I still haven't seen that one i have it's dog shit well but i'm sure it's mickelson yeah i watched that movie uh i watched that movie stone cold sober my girlfriend watched it high as a fucking kite and neither one of us could make heads or tails of what the fuck it wanted to do rough it's brutal Mads is fine. Mads is also that entire series had just like a revolving door of fucking people moving in and out, and they fucking they, they have three actors playing fucking Gwinterwald. They like, do what the fuck? And I just remember the the first time where people were shocked, and I was like, they reported that it was Johnny Depp months ago, guys. Yeah, this is not new. <laughs> this is not new. They're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna stop making these, right? Like there's supposed like, to be five of them, but yeah, they're like, no, but they put it. It's got to be done. done. Well, they're switching gears. They're making the. The TV series. Yeah, so. that's not gonna. I, yeah, I no, think this that one that is, is done. A misguided. <laughs> this, misguided this, this series is done. done. Like, um, and they cut. They cut. What's her name out completely. Like, oh, Waterston. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna ask gone. if she was in the second. No. One. She was. She shows up in the second one. I she think, does but, show up, but like, she doesn't one. have as much of a presence as oh, she does. She is gone by the third one, and wow. they just people ask. She's still. She's still credited. She's still credited though. Yeah. No, she's gone. She's gone. Does she? She doesn't show up for like a scene. Do they? Hi. <laughs> maybe one at the end okay but nothing yeah cut gone like wiped out everything oh, about I the second one Jake, doesn't really matter except for that stupid mic drop that's the only thing that matters to the third one i don't yeah. think jk liked how she spoke about her <laughs> the fuck jk rolling i don't give a yeah, shit yeah fuck her she needs to fucking just stop she's she's got enough money apparently not they're making a tv series god can't bring out fucking Coyote ver or Coyote versus Acme or Batgirl, but we can bring out a new fucking oh, yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. That nobody's at. That nobody's asking no, for. Nobody <laughs> needs this. No one wants this. It's we're good. We're fine. We don't need anything revisioned from before. Anyway, you know what? Fuck that. I'm sorry, Tone. I, that's it's, a it's garbage. Talking talking about it out loud with yeah. you guys. I think I'm gonna drop 
drop half a star off my rating of <laughs> Good this movie. Rough. Good. Yeah. That movie rough. was. I don't. That last it just battle. Didn't, it just the didn't last make battle any in that sense. movie that takes place in uh, what is it like a fucking maze or something? Something like, like that. Some sort of. Park. I it's like a coliseum. Coliseum type, type, thing. type thing. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's chaotic, and yeah. I have no fucking clue what's going on half the, the time. The whole movie is fucking chaos. Like, there's isn't no... there like a bit with like the brother, his brother, and him, and like. Like slam down their wands and then they're like doing like wild shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole subplot with Dumbledore and Grindelwald, like it's literally just forced. Yep. It's so forced. And I'm like, this is not this is not cool. Do you want do you want a small spoiler? Yeah. Small, small, tiny, tiny small. The amount that my eyes rolled in Secrets of Dumbledore. When they go back to fucking Hogwarts. Will they go back to Hogwarts in this one Again? Too? Yeah. Tony, I've... what the fuck? I know. Why is it every... You, anyway. can't for... you can't force nostalgia, man. Where it was like <sighs> Professor McGonagall, and then she like runs across and she says like a quip that that only she would say. Like, give me a fucking break, man. <sighs> fuck. I'd rather, I'd rather do my own appendectomy with a rusty menorah <laughs> than fucking watch that movie again. Yeah, it was... Uh, I had heard it was garbage. I tried to give it a chance only because like... Because I kind of saw how how they were trying with the first one. Sure. Right? Yeah. So I tried I, to give I, it a chance. I give a lot of kudos to the first one a for lot doing of, something. A lot of... A lot of, a lot of but they should have stopped. Oh, yeah. No, it, it gets just, it gets to a, a good just it, not it's yeah. a it's a solid met, but yeah. a lot of kudos for just trying to do something. Yeah. I remember his mating dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just Oh God, you just wait for the crab scene in, in the secrets. It's so good. Why is it two and a half hours? Don't ask they needed the crab scene. Seriously. Like the crab fuck. scene is everything, don't at least at least with like the two of them, they were under two hours. No Harry Potter movies over under two hours, but like you know, these movies under two hours. Uh, isn't Quaron's like just a hair over two hours? Yeah, it's a pitch, like two, a two, two oh four. And that's why Quaron's is the best one. <laughs> Debatable. Why are they always in street clothes the entire time? No one knows. He doesn't like robes. Yeah. He hates robes, man. Come on. Give me They're a chance. soft. They're billowy. They get everywhere. You settle down. Bad for sound. Him. Come on. Yeah. I, thought I, I haven't watched them in forever, but I remember Quaron's being one of the best ones. It's, it is. It's just the choices. That, some of the choices that are made in that movie are just like, what? And also the the fucking the fucking shrunken heads have not aged well. Well, yeah, no, no, but, yeah, it's a head scratcher. Yeah, just because you were mentioning the second Fantastic Beast movie, I watched it when it came out on VOD, and because I didn't bother seeing it in the theater because I heard it was awful. Who did? <laughs> Somebody did. Somebody they made a did. third one. Um, super fan of Avnish. She <laughs> watched all of them in theaters. Oh my god. <laughs> Cause you're oh, basic. Oh, Avnish, we got we got to talk, sweet buddy. Boy, sweet sweet boy. Uh, what was I gonna say? And it was during a time when I fell asleep watching anything at home. Sure, I would just always fall asleep. I would always have to watch things in parts because I I yeah. would always fall asleep. And I remember I stayed awake through that entire fucking. Movie. Oh God! I stayed awake, and at the end of it, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Why so you might this, as well you might as well have fallen one asleep. I stayed awake for. You might as well have fallen asleep. I haven't watched the third one. Oh. I'll uh, I'll let you guys know how it is. Good. Okay. Please. Yeah, I'm very excited know. for that conversation. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Do we have a do we have a shutter minute today? Oh boys, we have a shutter minute. All right. I almost forgot about it, but we got a shutter minute. Let's do it and let's keep it to a minute so that your voice doesn't give in on us. Yeah, please.
evil lurking deep inside. Its darkness knows no limit. So listen closely if you dare. This is the Shudder Minute. Okay, so for the Shudder Minute, uh, I'm kicking myself because I wish that I did the new Dario Argento documentary that is on Shudder currently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Panico, uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's called. I wish I saw that, but no, I wanted to stay current for the podcast. And uh, I went with the new Shudder release called History of Evil. Oh. Now, boys. Yeah. Have you guys seen the trailer to Civil War? Uh, Alex the, Garland, the new Garland. Movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that one looks weird. Do you ever do you ever wonder what it would be like if the Amityville horror took place in the middle of Civil War? No, no, no it's not a thought that's ever crossed my mind. OK, well, Shudder answered that question for oh, you cool. <laughs> because this movie, um, basically the world's gone to shit and it's turned into a communist uh thing and now the north america is called the north american federation oh cool and uh the government or i would say militia is tracking down terrorists Uh uh-huh and it is this one mother and uh she is wanted for war crimes and her husband is trying to keep her out of trouble so they uh need to get the hell out of dodge and they find shelter in a safe house. And this safe house just so happens to be haunted. Fun. Fun, right? And uh, like I said, if you guys ever seen the Amityville Horror, where, you know, the husband goes crazy and tries to kill his family, same idea here. Fun. And uh, that's really that's really all there is to say about History of Evil. Um, was it a big thumbs down? Um, it was... It was a... Ball hair better than skeletons in the closet. Our oh, last one. Yeah. Um, ball hair. Ball it's hair. That is a ball so hair. Razor thin line. That is a honestly, unit of measurement. Honestly, uh, I, I only one. say it's ball hair because it was made better. <laughs> <laughs> it was well made. Um, the movie itself, like it's it's 97 minutes. I literally just sat there and I was looking at my watch, uh, my fictitious watch on my arm. And I'm like, what is going on here? What, where, where are we going here? Um, this isn't where I parked my car. This isn't where I parked my car. Um, it's very much a haunted house movie. Like that whole thing that I'm telling you about uh, the North American Federation that literally is like like 10 minutes of the movie. They spend more time in the house. And I'm just like, if you're literally going to make this whole thing on how it's a communist society and it's futuristic and Big Brother's watching you and all this shit, but you're going to spend all your time is in this haunt. Yeah, I know, right? It's getting more. It's getting more and more, you know, realistic. Yeah, like. That's... But they. But what I'm saying is, they spent so much time building up this backstory. Yeah. They only stay in the house. They never leave that house. Oh. Like it's ten minutes of them driving, going through a checkpoint, putting like you know their daughter's body and like the mother's body in like body bags, and they're like pretending to be coroners kind of thing. So that's how they sneak them through the checkpoint. Um, there's that, and then they find the house, and then it's they don't leave the house. And right that's on. that's that's pretty much the movie. Right on. So not anything that not, I ever not anything that you really need to watch. Know about it's a it's a wet fart at best. But it's a ball hair better. Than but it's a ball hair engineer. better than skeleton <laughs> in the closet. To be honest with you guys, I literally wish I watched that Dario Argento <laughs> documentary. Awful. Awful. 
And that was uh, my Shutter Five Minute. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. <laughs> oh, you did the best you could. Yeah. Shall we move on to our uh, the main, main event? event? Driveway Dolls. The uh, solo directorial uh, joint by uh, Ethan Cohen. Yeah. First time on his own. Away from Joel. Is he on his own, though? Well, or did he bring along a friend? Maybe. He might have. Maybe. He might have. Maybe. Um, do, do you want me to give the quick synopsis? Yeah, go for it. So um, there's these two young women. Uh, it's 1999, uh, inexplicably. Inexplicably. <laughs> well, is that what the time period was? Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to figure out what the time period was. The 19, entire movie. Yeah, 1999. It comes it up and very, it says 1999. I yeah. guess I missed that title card. Okay. Yeah, and there was also there was also the the body shot scene. It was like the last body shot of 1999. So yeah. Okay. The end of the year of 1999. I'm not gonna lie. Full disclosure. I was really fucking baked when I saw this yeah, movie, and I'm fair. glad. I'm glad I did because that movie was fucking trippy. Uh, sure. these two young ladies are going to tallahassee yeah. for different reasons and uh they uh they go to a service um that i didn't know existed but it must have really existed where you drive a car um you're tasked to drive a car and you just drop it off and you go on your way type thing yeah um it's and, basically uh, you're if you have a one-way trip you can move this car to where it needs to be. It's a drive-away service, isn't it? Yeah, drive-away service. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's where the uh, title comes from. And um, they get the wrong car. And there is a, there's a briefcase in the back that they don't know about. And then there are some gangster figures who are uh, looking for them and looking for said briefcase. And, uh, and as we like to say hilarity ensues yes for 84 minutes a brisk 84 minutes. brisk 84 minutes that's 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 pretty much a good synopsis can i get my one pet peeve out of the way that that bothered you, me you from, guys from you guys tell me jump street how, please tell me how you felt about well, drive away dolls or drive away dykes as it was originally called drive away dykes would have been great um much better title much better title um no, what I uh, what I wanted to it's a it's a really nitpicky pet peeve. So just bear with me a second. Sure, sure. The vehicle that they pick up uh, is a Dodge Aris Aries Aries. Yeah, yeah. It's not a Dodge. It literally is Chrysler badging all over it, and it bothered me the entire film. So like, it's a Dodge Aries, and I'm like, it's a fucking Chrysler. <laughs> I understand that Chrysler and Dodge are the same company, but that is not a fucking Dodge Aries. That's a Chrysler. Go fuck yourself, movie. I think that that kind of sums up kind of what I felt about the movie, that it just felt like they just kept making mistake, careless mistakes that took away from everything about that movie. Because I yeah. I don't know about you guys. I didn't like this movie at all. I fucking hated this movie. I didn't like it at all. I know it's getting like some some pretty good praise I online, I but I did not I like this movie. whether I saw the same movie. I, um, I just I was not into it at all. What the fuck were those cut? intro 70s fucking psychedelic and that's, and that's what i'm trying to trying to say about the time period yeah because you guys yeah, are saying no sense. you guys are saying it's 1999 but it's oh, no. oh, no, it makes sense when you when it finally comes together yeah why it was doing those psychedelic cuts but to your point i wasn't why? sure i wasn't yeah. sure it, uh, it it screams like 70s yeah 80s sure 60s yeah. like it doesn't know what fucking lane it wants to be in. Yeah. And I also want to say my biggest pet peeve, 
is how inconsistent it was. Yeah. Because when I say that, did uh, Ethan Cohen direct this alone? No, he definitely brought around a friend because you could tell um, the other director's name. Um, it's his wife. It's his wife. Yeah. yeah. Um, she wrote it with him. Yeah, she did. Um, lame is escaping me right now. Trisha Cook. So when I say it's inconsistent, because when it's with the girls, you can tell Ethan Cohen did not write those scenes, right? Yeah. When you when it's with literally anyone else in the movie, you can tell that Cohen did it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's just so it it's so radically different. Yeah. When the girls it's like are whiplash. on it's like whiplash because yeah. like when the girls are on the screen, it's one tone. When everyone else is on the scene, it's a radically different fucking tone. And when they interact, it doesn't mesh properly. Like the whole yeah. bit with Curly? Yeah, with the whole <laughs> bit with Curly. What like the fuck was that? Like shout outs to Curly though. Curly was Curly's like the uns- unsung MVP of the movie. Unabashedly loved. Don't he was him. good. Dem- Colin, Colin Domingo was fucking fantastic too. He I really fun. liked him. He yeah. Um, but the whole movie was so inconsistent. Like it was a wild fucking movie. It was a wild script too. Because some of the things that came out of these people's mouths, just holy shit. Um, but I just could not get. I could not get past on how inconsistent every scene was. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And it was like two radically different movies shammed together. Well, it's also supposed to be an ode to Henry Miller, right? Because she keeps reading that book. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, it said it even says Henry Miller's drive away doll. So it, like they're playing into the book, which I didn't bother researching before now, but I meant to. I didn't even but, know that. But uh, what about <laughs> so how am I supposed to fucking know suppo- that? They're like, definitely playing into it. Like she's reading it. So is Coleman Domingo. Yeah. And, yeah, some I of thought, the, and I thought they were gonna like there was gonna be like a little interaction between them yeah. over the book. And but, the whole like the romantic <laughs> subplot that kind of comes out of it type thing, and like what she's reading yeah. is kind of what's going on in that book. Okay, well, so, like, but if you don't uh, know that, or I'm like not me, a goddamn I'm just literary, guessing, literary fucking reader, that as well. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It is very much all over the place, and yeah, the MacGuffin is fun when it find you finally figure it out. But fun. they don't really do anything with no, it afterwards. No, no, it feels so fucking meaningless. No. Yeah, right after they like sh- they, you find out what it is, you're like, yeah. oh, all right, and then they do something, and then like nothing. Yeah. Just it, it's wrapped up so quickly, like the entire like I was I was like when they you know when you find out a when you find out what it is and then b when like like the plan goes into place and they they meet up with uh with Matt Damon. Oh yeah, because Matt Damon's in this. Yes, Matt Damon's in and this. So Pedro Pascal. Yes, <laughs> they fucking did him dirty. I don't give a shit. The, that this, was a very Cohen. That is a Cohen oh, scene. It's though. a Cohen scene. It's a Cohen that scene. Is a I'm Cohen talking scene. Of, I'm talking about the scene yes, later. Yes, where it's yes, like yes, dis, yes, yes, yes. The yes. disrespect for Pedro yeah. Pascal. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but then you know the scene happens with Matt Damon and it's over. Like it takes no time to resolve it's right shoved right at the end of the movie and then the ending happens and i'm just like the fuck is this ending it very like now that you said it tony it does feel very kind of slapdash yeah. kind of like it's kind of coheny but then it's not and then it kind of is and then it's not they wrote yeah. the script together and you can literally tell which scenes were wrote by her trisha and what scenes were wrote by ethan yeah yeah and it's and it's not even it's not even like like um it's not even like it's subtle like if you know a coen brothers movie you can fucking spot it immediately yeah Yeah. right and it's there right at the beginning yeah 
Yeah, that was like, very right much at the Coen beginning. You're like, thing. Jesus, okay, all right, I'm on board. And then I was just like, I'm no longer on board because I, I don't know what the fuck out. I'm watching. I get taken out every time, every yeah. time. Like I like those Cohen scenes. Like some of those, yeah. some of those scenes, especially with Colin Domingo and like the the two guys and like how they get into shenanigans. Yeah. Basically, that is funny. Yeah, and then you're ripped out again because you're in another fucking movie in the next scene. Yeah, but you like her Trisha scenes. Because I do, I do like how we're describing this. But Trisha scenes are great too. There yeah. are some very good scenes. The, the, just, the chemistry between the two. Yeah, Fant- Margaret Qualley and I never remember her name. Geraldine. They just don't. It just doesn't. Ger- Geraldine. Viswanathan. 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 Yes. Viswanathan. We're just gonna call her Geraldine. All right. It 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 they're both they just do not fit together they're right. it, it's 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 like square peg round hole like it You're just right. is not they're great individually and on their own but the moment you put them together it's like what the fuck because it's, it's so you, radically yeah. different it just it can't fit in the same movie and it very much feels like a stitched together frankenstein of a movie which is a shame because margaret qualley plays a great Cohen Brothers character. Yes. Yes. She's so, like her act, the like her accent, her oh, okay. the demeanor, ridiculous accent, the, the stupid shit yeah. she says is she's perfect. Yeah, she's so fucking good yeah. in this movie. And Geraldine is very good playing the straight character too. Well, yeah. straight the, in quotations yeah. yes. character. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't quite jive. And even the first scene with Margaret Qualley where she's having sex yeah. with the rando type thing like that's a fun scene it yeah, is it is it's a really fun scene that scene is great that beginning is great and then it just you can start seeing the two sort of halves of the brain working simultaneously as you move through the movie and it never quite gets to the level that you want it to be that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. like it you're right it doesn't really mesh it, it, it's but too, that's, it's, not, that's not taking away from anything that either of them did or contributed to because anything that they didn't contribute to in a vacuum works great and is and Beanie, great. Beanie's great too. I love oh, Beanie. Beanie's it's fantastic. Great. I, I love I love when they come to talk to Beanie. Yeah. <laughs> she's so bad. <laughs> or she's trying to drill the dildo off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she said she was going to be here. <laughs> Like that's great. Even when even when the two goons go to confront her and you just immediately pepper sprays them. Like right. yeah. It's it's excellent. She flies down to fucking with the dot with the dot. With the dog. Do- like yeah. Yeah. It's it's there's you're right. It as scenes in isolation. As isolated scenes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Not all of them, but many of them. Isolated scenes, great. Yeah. Together. Including some of the weird transitions at the beginning that they just basically like abandon halfway through the movie. Yeah. Well, they shot like the first half of the the first the first couple scenes and like fucking Dutch Dutch angles, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's fucking Dutch and angles, and then they, close and then they and just like completely work, abandoned and, yeah. it. Yeah, and, and then like the, I just remember there's like some hangdog fucking transitions where like it like slams into the screen and yeah, bounces yeah, for a bit yeah. and it's very cartoony and colorful i was like okay cool all right i guess i go that's what i'm trying to say that. what yeah. fucking tone was it like yeah, you're right what, it, like, it doesn't really have a tone it doesn't really have a tone it's taken from the 60s it's taken from the 70s it's taken from the 80s like like it's set in the 90s, 90s it's set apparently. in the 90s like pick a fucking lane yeah it was, it was very pulpy almost Oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. It is pulpy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pulpy, but it just yeah, it works as individual things and not 
not together. And like, I think that's my issue with it is the cohesiveness of it is not there and it didn't work and exactly. whiplashed the Whip, entire whiplash. time. And, like I was high as fuck when nah, I saw it and like I had a blast watching it, right? Yeah. Didn't fucking matter. But like when now that I'm talking about it with you guys and I'm just like, no, it was, you know, yeah, it was a good movie to get stoned to, but like it wasn't necessarily a good movie. Yeah, I was too. And I, I didn't enjoy it at the same level. Yeah. Like I honestly was just kind of sitting there just like, the fuck am I watching? Like it was also really fucking horny. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 This is something everybody keeps commenting. Yeah. Yeah. Very horny. It is ridiculously horny. Yeah. There were 10 people in my theater and somebody took my fucking seat. How? (laughs) I don't know. There's so many seats. There's not that many. Did he he just move over one seat? I don't. I assume the person, uh, because I sat in someone else's seat. Oh. And I assume they were sitting in my seat. Oh. But I was still pissed off. I was like, there's 10 people in the theater. How How could you do this? There was there was exactly three of us. <laughs> it was me, one guy sitting kind of near the front. Um, and at one point, there were some sounds coming from that area, and it was during one of the steamier scenes. And I was like, I don't want to know what's happening. He had the shy halud bucket. He definitely had the shy halud bucket. And then there was another guy that snuck in in the back that I didn't notice. There was fucking three of us in this movie, all three single guys in three different corners of the movie theater. I love that. How how packed was there? Yours? Was packed ha <laughs> about eight or nine of us yeah 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 melissa really melissa really enjoyed it she had a blast watching it but you like dangle keys in front of melissa no yeah. offense to melissa yeah. but if you dangle yeah. keys in front of her she's gonna enjoy <laughs> jesus christ i say that i say that about I my buddy that. mike shout out to uh mike rodriguez he's like <laughs> when we're going on about movies he's like honestly guys i just want to be entertained i'm like basically you just yeah. want to fucking keys dangle yeah. in front of you and you'll be entertained yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um does anyone else have any things about I want to talk about theaters for half a moment because of because of this. Fuck Ancaster. Well, Upgrade your goddamn but seats, man. Do you have man. any other thoughts about this movie I, that you want to get out? I'm just really disappointed. I thought it would be better. I like the trailer, yeah. and I know they didn't delayed it from September because they wanted it to like have them to be able to promote it and yeah. it to do better. But it did worse than Lisa Frankenstein, and like, yeah, I, don't know. If, I was if my, just very much like. I say I'm let down and I'm disappointed, but also like the Coen brothers are the definition of hot and cold and kind of all over the place. Like there are like pinnacle fucking Coen brothers movies. And then there's a bunch that are just like, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And then there's a couple that are like, yeah, right. Whatever. It's, it's so like, they're so hit and miss. And this was just like such a miss. And just, I'm just, I'm disappointed, but I'm also not surprised. Mm. And I'm let down, but I'm also kind of like, yeah, I guess it just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. I left, la- I, I left and I was, or I, I started, I was like, okay. And then I left and I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to watch this again. Yeah. I don't ever want to recommend this to anybody. I'm not amped up like I was watching the fucking beekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't be amped. Yeah. Movie is just, not an amped movie. It's, just it's, wi- like, oh. it's wild. Like it, yeah. like it is wild. Like it is literally like one of those movies you seem to believe because some of the scenes you're just like, I can't believe that just fucking happened. Yeah. Right. Like, which is fun because it's a le- it's a it's a lesbian fucking yeah, crime keeper movie, and like, 
I want more of those. That's, sure. That's a yeah. fun genre we need yeah. to fuck with. Of course. But not like this. Not. No. Just not it this. Just, it just makes me crave for the Coen brothers to do something together. Or You're not a big tragedy Macbeth fan? I've never seen it, actually. So no. I can't even fucking tell you. But I hear good things about it's it. It's pretty good. I haven't seen it either. I hear, a lot of, I hear a lot of people talking about this movie right now. And you, you're starting to... Uh, you're starting to see what each Cohen brother brought to the table. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I they don't know. They, now they, I got to think about that more. Right. Because like you'll see, obviously like Ethan brought all the slapstick, all the comedy cut stuff. Right. And then Joel Cohen brought all like the dark shit. Right. Yeah. Cause you see what they've done separately. Yeah. And now you and see they what they balance each other. And out. They kind of balance yeah. each other out. At least sometimes. At least sometimes. Right. Well, one of the two of them gets more of their hands on the, uh, on the on the camera and, yeah. and well Ethan's shoot he's either shooting a new movie or he's about to shoot a new movie and then they're doing a movie together that's supposed to be like a gritty horror movie yeah, yeah. I heard that they're getting back together for, for another one so hopefully that will be yeah good unlike Josh and Benny Safdie who are definitely Divorced. split up now oh, <laughs> sorry about that yeah, yeah. the Safdie brothers couldn't make it yeah I think Uncut Gems just wore them down too much. I guess so. I guess the what, Sandman what just wore them down. 100 and 250 drafts to get that thing in. Something like that. Fuck. Yeah. I wore down anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you watch Waves first. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Fucking Waves. Fuck that was Waves. That was, that was a day, boys. Yeah. That was, that was a journey yeah. of a day. <laughs> I'm still upset that I saw Uncut Gems by myself. Because yeah. I was literally reacting to the movie to nobody in my seat beside yeah. me. I saw it with Avnish. Yeah. Well. And we watched Waves prior to that. Of course. And I'm so glad you... I was the only one that watched Waves for a while. It was just me that was singing Waves praises. Fucking Waves, man. Waves will fuck with you. Fucking Waves. But also, fuck Ancaster. And also, no, more broadly, fuck Cineplex. This fucking bullshit. I just don't want them to give me my Shai Halud bucket. Don't say fuck them too hard. I will. I'm going to, and you'll Fine. still get your Shai Halud bucket that I, you can fuck later. I better um, get my Shai Halud bucket. I'm just tired of these fucking like. It, this is this is a lot of like random and and first world problems, but like we have a relatively close movie theater to us, uh, that is like. I don't, it's walkable for it's me and Tony. It's a skip and a jump. It's a small drive for Dave. But even still, like it's close. It's it is, not it is far. Closer, you don't yes. have to really you're go right, out of your way. Right, it's like right. 10 minutes for you to get here. You're right. It's close. It's close. Um, And all this movie theater now gets is big fucking blockbuster movies and, you know, more cultural movies, which Bollywood, fine. Bollywood, Bollywood movies. Cinema, yeah. Fine. And I don't, I don't mind them getting Bollywood movies. Fine, put it in there. It's, it's good that that there's a market and an outlet for that. That's excellent. But the fact that it's one or the other, and if you want a hit movie, go fuck yourself on regular screenings. You have to watch it in AVX or fucking 40X or that's it. Like you have no other choices. Dunes and regular this weekend. That's the first time. I know. And I think it's, it's only because right. it's fucking Dune and because there's nothing out. Yeah. But otherwise, every other one of these movies, Lisa Frankenstein, this one, anything else, we've all had to go to fucking Ancaster for it. Because, okay, yes, they have more screens, but it's also like, what the fuck is out right now that is occupying all the screens there all the time? I, I just, I don't, and why? <laughs> the Beekeeper. I guess. Argyle. 
Fuck, like, I don't know. Anybody but you. Sure. Anyone but you, sorry. I don't know. Fun movie. I'm I'm (laughs) mad. fucking making money. I'm mad at it, of it constantly being Migration. Migration. Fucking migration. I'm mad of it constantly being premium. I've also been a little bit miffed that Sunday and Monday, the last screening at Ancaster is at like 6 p.m. It's through that. It, I think it's only Friday and Saturday that it's not. Yeah. Wh- but it's because it's dead. There's I guess. no money to be made. Sure. But it's just like, I, I don't know. But you can have a 1.30 Monday afternoon screening? What yeah, fucking I money don't. are you making on that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the entire Cineplex model is very questionable at best. Yeah. And they're in hot water right now because of their uh licensing deal or their distribution deal with Lionsgate, mm. which is definitely competition not good for competition. And they are also in hot water over the whole um uh fees. Yeah. Ticket buying fees. Yeah. That they that they get rid of if you're a Cineclub member. Yeah. But if you're not, they're there, and they made $40 million off it last year. Do you see what they just added for Cineclub as well? No. Where now you can switch up. Instead of doing a monthly, you can buy an annual membership. Oh, yeah, now. I saw the annual. Yeah. And they'll give you 1,000 scene points instead of any sort of discount. It literally works out to nine ninety nine times 12 plus tax, and they'll give you 1,000 scene points for your troubles. Well, they used to pay Tanner Z in scene points, so like I... I, yeah, I get, I just get it. fuck Cineplex. Is, I get it. And like they're pre- like you kind of briefly mentioned it too, but just their predatory contracting for dis, uh for rights in general has been and the a Dune, hot topic. And the Dune prices are a dollar more this weekend. Yeah, of course. On top of everything else, and like everything else. Yeah. Not to say anything There's, about and not to say anything about like the quality of some of the screens. Mm. The yeah. fact that Ancaster still got the oldest fucking seats in, in Ontario, in I think, at this point. <laughs> They're pretty bad. They're pretty, pretty bad. I will bad. say. The IMAX screen's nice, though, there. I do the like the IMAX screen. smaller because, like, what, like, I, I almost don't fit into it. Yeah. And, like, I am, like, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy, but, yeah. like, I'm not. I feel claustrophobic in that sure. fucking seat. I, I will say that at least it, uh, it, it the theater is very clean. So shout out to the workers at Cineplex Ancaster. Because it's not fucking busy, James. Yeah, know, like, what else do they got to do? It was very clean. I was very impressed. Oh, my Christ. I, it's a low-hanging fruit, floor, but I'm giving a shout out to sticky. the workers. Yeah, floor I'm giving a sticky. shout out to the workers. They're doing a great job. Yeah. Fuck Cineplex the cast overall. members sure. who work at Cineplex. Yeah. Stony Creek is fucking sticky as shit. Yeah. They go through a lot. Yeah. And they put up with a lot of shit. Yeah. So kudos to all of them for just sticking it out and still doing this absolutely because it's it's not i always wanted to work at a theater and then the more i went to theaters i was just like i don't want to work no thank you (laughs) no thank you no thanks no thanks but yes there's a lot to be said about the monopoly they have and like you said they're predatory tactics but i feel like that is a topic for a different day a topic for another day and something that we could really expand on and uh I just wish there was more of an of a footprint for Landmark because yeah the times I've been to Landmark have been yeah exquisite. I still Absolutely. gotta get into Landmark. You should. It's great. It's very. It's very very good. It's one our cousins like, right? Yep. Yeah. It's yep. It's definitely different. Nice. And but, I think and I think it's got it's got Cineplex kind of thinking too because there's a lot of the more full reclined theaters coming up and like Aaron Mills just opened up one 
that's oh, all full recliners. Yeah, it's like that's like a whole like the junction. The yeah. junction. It's like VIP and yeah. like just it's it's a whole I think that's what they're also going for now. Yeah. They're trying to make it more adult. Yeah. Or at least certain ones, because there's also the Don Mills one too, that's yes. very just like catered to adults. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. For for right now, I'm just this all started as me being miffed of having to always go to Ancaster, which is much further for me to see these. Well, hopefully movies. we can see more blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully. once we get out of February. Hopefully. hopefully some good movies just fucking come. Yeah. Well, there's that independent sand movie I talked about. Yes. That one, the small <laughs> the small the small independent film about <laughs> sand and deserts. Yeah, yeah. There's that one coming out that yeah. I think everybody's gonna go crazy about. Yeah, it's got indie actor Timothy Chalamet in it. You will you'll remember him from indie film Call Me By Your Name. It's true, it's true. He let me call him his name and then he called me my name. Yeah. <laughs> or no, he called me his name. I called him his. Name. You should have. You, <laughs> abso- you absolutely should have uh, made him sign a peach. People did. Absolutely. People did. Absolutely. <laughs> it I could really have been to, like a fake one, like a you know one of those I fruit really bowl peaches. I really need to watch it again. There was a while where it kept coming on, on Crave, and I would just watch it, and it would always be that fucking that same dance scene. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it also kept coming down again. Yeah. What? I like this. You like Green Book. I like this movie. What yeah, do you want from yeah. me? <laughs> no one admits to liking Green Book. No one should ever. Um, anyway, to to wrap up, Drive Away Dolls. Uh, thumb up or thumbs down, everybody. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big thumbs down. Wait for VOD. Yeah, please do not, do not, do not waste your money at the theater on this one. I don't, I don't think anyone did. Okay, I, clearly, <laughs> no. clearly. Um. Do we have any? Do we have anything else to talk about this eve? Yes. Excellent. Let's get to it. What did that boy buy? It's Dave's blues. What new blue do you have for me? Uh, so tonight, I want to just briefly discuss uh, the new 4K uh, collector's edition of Darkman, directed by Sam Raimi and yeah. starring uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Joel Cohen's wife, Frances McDormand. <laughs> uh, have you seen Darkman? Nope. It's bonkers. I've heard. It is certifiably insane. Yeah. It is very much a like a like a dark comic book fucking universal monster movie. Yeah done by sam raimi dang like old like old like off the reins sam raimi before he started making yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like fresh off of evil dead yes. 2 sam yeah, raimi yeah. still so still bad shit insane. so there's like there's some wildness to yeah. it and it's wacky but he suddenly has a budget and he's suddenly and he's just like yeah. goes off yeah. yeah so it's very peaks and valleys okay peaks and valleys because yeah. like it wants to be wacky sure. but it also wants to be like a depressing like oh dark monster, somber somber yeah. like monster movie right sam raimi wanted to direct batman they wouldn't give him batman so it's so like we okay well, i'm just gonna do this instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically basically he um he's a scientist who's working sure. on regenerative skin sure and he Liam can't get, Yes. And he can't get it past 99 minutes. Like he'll make, he makes it, but after 99 minutes, it just disintegrates. Oh, geez. Fun. So he gets, um, some gangsters show up, including Ted Raimi. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, and they fuck with him and they basically like, they destroy his hands. 
and they horrifically scar him, leave him blow up his blow up his lab, leave him for dead. That seems awesome. But uh, and then they find like they find his body in the river type thing, and they bring him. He's all horribly scarred, so they they can't identify him. So he's in like a lab <laughs> type thing, and they're like they're doing things to kind of rehabilitate him. So they've taken away certain things. Sure. Certain senses or certain like they've done something to his brain so he can't feel the pain. Oh, okay. Yeah. But for some reason, that also gives him superhuman strength. Huh. Sure. Not really, not really explained. Let's just, let's just, that, that's basically just like, let it happen. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. It's the 90s. And, sure. And uh well, he breaks free and he swears revenge. And he does it by um because he has the regenerative skin, so he can put on the skin and for 99 minutes and then it'll start yeah disintegrating. Yeah. So he has to like get the fuck out of Dodge. Right. So it keeps going like that. And there's certain scenes where they do the whole movie thing like Mission Impossible does, where you put on the mask and you're that guy, even though yeah. Liam Neeson's like over six feet and this little guy's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a little guy, yeah. but Liam Neeson, he's, yeah. he Body, just embodies it, the character. <laughs> it is very unhinged performance by Liam Neeson. Yeah. Amazing. Probably one of my favorite Liam Neeson roles because like he's full Liam Neeson. Yeah. But in this like, fucking ridiculous superhero amazing mashup of yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. sam raimi cocked yeah. at that time it's it's it is a good movie like it's there's certain stuff that doesn't work and there's certain stuff that shouldn't work that right. does it's just it's wacky yeah it's wacky and it's not as fine-tuned as it needs to be it's so. honestly, it's been on my list forever, and I but like, it's it, it, it's worth watching. Yeah, it's worth watching, and it has a an S tier cameo from fucking Bruce Campbell, Amazing. which I can I just love. I yeah. absolutely love. Yeah. Um. All of that to say, the new 4K looks great. Awesome. Did you get the steelbook? I did get the steelbook. Yeah, nice. Available as steelbook and as a not steelbook, nice. and uh, it looks great. The I compare. I had the original Blu-ray that Screen that Screen Factory did. And that one's a lot more blue toned, a lot like darker. Like yeah. it's still pretty crisp. Yeah. And it looks great still, but it there's more um there's more warmth and more it's lighter mm. on the new 4K and the new the remastered Blu-ray. Nice. So it it still looks great. It's like and the Blu-ray looks awesome, but the 4K is just like it has the HDR, so like it has more of like the detail. Nice. Um so it looked great. And then there's a new commentary track on it, as well as 37 minutes of deleted scenes. Good Lord. Which are in different various states, but sure. it they cut out some like bleak shit. Huh. Yeah. Like, it, it's darker. It's a, like the stuff that's not there is a lot darker. Is, yeah. Oh, and Wild. there's a whole legal thing, legal subplot too. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Semantics. Yeah. Semantics. All right. And because it's in 4K, like you can see kind of like the lines, sure, <laughs> sure, which is a fun little artifact, yeah. but you can't yeah. hold it against the no. movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I, I thought it was a great movie. I like the seal book or it's a good movie. I don't think it, I, I wanted to like it more. Um, a seal book's great and the features were already great. But now they added 37 minutes nice. deleted scenes. Amazing. So it's like if you don't have Darkman 
and you're a big Sam Raimi fan, you need this. this. Is, yeah. If you already bought the original, the original Scream Factory disc, mm, it depends on if you need it to look even if you have a 4K player and if you want the 37 minutes of delete scenes. Yeah. And just sell your other one and get this one. And yeah, that's that case. too. That too. But it's not, it. if you don't have it, you need it. Yeah. If you do have it, him and haw about it. Him and haw. Hum and haw about it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, should we wrap up for this evening then? Yes. Dave, I don't want to inflate your ego um, already than it already is, but uh, a special listener has requested you to bring back the Destroyer of Worlds and Occasional Booties. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's fair. I think Dave can bring that back. That's fair. I live Moss, but I will yeah. bring that yeah. back. That I is mean. a special request from OG. Uh, no, day one friend of the podcast, Ryan, man. Oh, that's so nice. All right. You have to bring it back for OG day ones. Well, super fan Greg Durkach was very upset about how we spoke about the duchy. <laughs> we spoke about the duchy. <laughs> We we said wow. some mean things yeah. about the duchy. Yeah, in we the did last say a episode. lot of mean things about the duchy. <laughs> well, fuck the duchy. <laughs> fuck the duchy. What donut did I guess? What donut I had today, boys? Was it a duchy? Was it it a was not a duchy. It, it was a walnut crunch. crunch. Oh, oh walnut yeah, crunch. you had the poo log. <laughs> I fucking love the poo log. It's gross, man. It's gross. I fucking it's gross. Love it. It's gross. I, I was care. gonna guess blueberry fritter, but yeah. ta- no, fuck the blueberry fritter. Fair. You know what's useless? The blueberry fritter. Not as you said, duchy. Yeah, Tommy. fuck the yeah. duchy. Yeah, fuck the duchy. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Fuck the duchy. But yeah, no, Greg, you're not redeeming anything on that one. It's fuck the duchy. You can take the duchies. Yeah. They're all yours. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so we have a. Uh, we should be back next week. Yes, for our bonus talk about, episode to talk about a uh, small independent sand movie. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, acclaimed uh, French Canadian uh, auteur. Yes, an auteur of French Canadian cinema. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Uh, so we'll see you then, and maybe Dave will then be the destroyer of worlds and booties for you. Yes, uh, and uh, and hopefully I'll have my voice back. Yes, I hope so. Um, I don't want to catch the plague. Yeah. You guys uh, will be fine. Don't worry. Uh, will we? I You'll don't know be fine. We what kind of new no novel virus do you have? I have literally been coughing in my shirt, back, guys. You come back from Wuhan? <laughs> do you think your shirt is invincible? It is a Superman, it's a Superman shirt. shirt. It is. So. Okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as always, I have been James, and I'm joined as always with... Big Tasty Tony B. And Dave, the destroyer of worlds and occasionally booties. Excellent. This has been the Finger Guns Podcast. We'll see you in a week.